One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Race pitcher Tyler Glass now is back after testing positive. For coronavirus, what did he do when he was away? Well, he was dealing when he showed up to the trop. I was there. I'll tell you also why. That's right, I've lost my mind. The Rays are going to win the World Series. That is, of course, barring injuries. And we'll talk about some of the weirdest ones in sports, along with shower beers. I know someone who has never had one. That's right, Tom Jones, my former radio partner and longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute, will join us on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Steve, I guess the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, we have a better understanding of just what their uh, schedule is going to look like in the postseason. Yeah, well, we know the Rays are just, uh, what, nine days away from opening day on the 24th. Well, the Lightning will be heading to the Hub City on twenty sixth. On the 26th, that's Toronto. They'll have an mm-hmm. exhibition game on Wednesday, July 29th at noon against those stinking Panthers. So we'll get mm. some daytime hockey there. And then nice. starting August 1st is when the NHL starts uh, real competition. The Lightning have the three round-robin games. The first one is on Monday, August 3rd at 4 p.m. against the Capitals. They'll play Wednesday, August 5th at 4 p.m. against the Bruins. And then on August 9th, that game time is TBD against the Flyers, depending on how the other qualifying series go. So. Uh, we have some game times and dates now, and we know the exhibition game, but a couple 4 o'clock games that'll count. So uh, while you're at work or at home working, you'll be able to, to watch some watch or listen to Lightning Hockey. I knew there was a reason I built a, uh, a new media room upstairs. Uh, and for a guy that does nightly podcasts like yourself and me, 4 o'clock sounds wonderful, doesn't, doesn't <laughs> oh, it? That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, that, that might be the best news of all, so. All right, Tom Jones joins us now, and uh, Tommy, I, I got to Moonlight. This is something that once in a while, in a blue moon, it happens, when I got to go to back to my first love, which is baseball, as you know. It is your uh, first and, love, yeah. And got to, yeah, I got to hang out hang out with the Rays, virtu- well, not virtually. Actually, you know, you're, you're in the building, you're in the arena, the man in the arena, as Tom Brady would say. And so I was in the arena. You were and at they the had Trop. To work out the Trop, yeah, yeah, I was at the Trop with a big club. And um, we're in the press box with the mask and safe distancing and temperature checks and all of that. 97.8, by the way. Um, so uh, it, it was really cool. I mean, it was, it, first of all, it was neat to see, like, something um, that, you know, it was, was not on TV for a change. You're actually there, even though you're removed from it. No fans or anything, obviously. And they're just working out. Um, but... All of a sudden, and I kind of fall into this too. And Mark Topkin was there, of course, and he was, you know, working ahead on things and, and keeping me in line. But uh, Tyler Glass now showed up. Yeah, and I, it just sort of happens that way. Like you know, whenever I pinch hit, like somebody will have a walk off home run or something. Um, but Glass now was there, and he's the first guy that the Rays have, well, that have that has admitted, and 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 Tyler had no problem saying this that he did in fact test positive for COVID. Right. Um, you know, when they did the uh, the initial testing back in early July. 
And so he took his, uh, you know, his 14 days, um, but did workouts. They were able to monitor them um, to some extent. He threw in, against nets and parks. The guy goes out there and in a simulated game throws three and a third of just filthy stuff, like wipeout, gives up a hit, a walk, and four strikeouts, man. I'm telling you something right now. Because you look at the big three pitchers they got, right? Blake Snell, what has he done? One of Cy Young, okay? Sure. Charlie freaking Morton, yeah, he's okay. 15 and whatever. 30, mm-hmm. 31 wins the last two years. Um, Tyler Glass now has the biggest upside. He's 26 years old. What is he, 6'8"? Yeah. 6'7", six, 6'8", six, something like that. Mm-hmm. He is his, – his upside is huge. If that guy stays healthy and the other two don't go out, you know, for some reason – right. I'm telling you, and they're deep, man. They're deep in the bullpen, and and I think it's going to take a lot. I think pitching's going to win. Tommy, um, you know me. You're calling. I'm, it? I'm, You're going to call uh, it. I feel a call coming. Boop, 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 boop. Yep. We, breaking uh, news. Breaking news. Nostra Thomas. I am not. You can borrow so, the nickname. Go ahead. Okay. Nostra Thomas predicts, <laughs> projects a winner of the American League Championship Series and. The World Series, after 60 games, the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm all buster only on this team. But you're going, I don't know you're why. going full Rays win I'm the going World Series. full in. Right. Where do you want the parade? Is it, is it, in, is it in Tampa? Is it in St. Pete? Is it on? That's, that's really you know the only question in I, my you mind. You know what? Here's what I'll say about that, Rick. I, and this is going to sound weird. I think the biggest challenge for them isn't isn't going to be going through the playoffs and winning because I'm with you. If they get to the playoffs, I think they'll mm-hmm. win it. Yeah. I'm not sure they get to the playoffs, and the only reason yeah. I say that is because in 60 games, right. you know, a, a bad 15 game stretch could kill you. And every right. team's going to have a bad 15 game stretch over the course of a long season. If now, it's also if yours comes same, early. If yours if, comes early, yeah, you're then done. you're in trouble. Or the other thing that you fear. If you're the, the the fewer number of games, the greater chance it is that a team that's not as deserving can win it. In other words, Toronto. It's just like right. I mean, or you take like and that same thing with a playoff series. If you have a the longer the series is, the yeah. more likely the better team's going to win. That's if you right. have a one game playoff, anybody can win anybody one game. Can, yeah, even right, a best right. of three, somebody can win two out of that's three. That's right. But mm-hmm. you get a seven game series. Typically, the the better team's going to win. So what I'm saying with the Rays is that the biggest challenge is going to be playing well enough in those 60 games to get in. But I'm with you, Rick. You get into a a, a seven a five game series or a seven game series, and I'm running out there a healthy Tyler Glasnow, Blake Snell, and Charlie Morton. Yeah, right. I'll put those guys up against anybody. Absolutely. Now you know, I mean, I still don't know, you know, how the bullpen's going to settle. I'm not a big. I don't trust Jose Alvarado. I don't know if I trust Diego Castillo. I like Nick Anderson a whole lot. I think he can be their ninth inning guy. Yes. Um, and they've got other arms down there, Kittrich and some other guys um, that are pretty good. Um, and they, they've even got four and five starters, you know, that, that are, are, are pretty damn good as well. Um, but in a, in a season that's short that you don't have to worry about Charlie Morton getting burned out, you know what I mean, that you can let him go uh, once he builds up his innings. And, and these guys are already built up to about five innings right now. I mean, they can, they're going to get to 75 – pitches or five innings by the time the season starts those those main starters um i just think i just think running those three and four and five out there all the time um they've got you know they've, they've got power i mean you know uh they they've certainly got 
versatility. The only guys we know that you can like say where they're going to be every day is what Kiermaier in center field, right? right? Willie Adamas at short, right? And and maybe uh, you know maybe Mike Zanino behind the plate. Beyond that, I think they're all going to be mixed in there. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I think everybody's yeah. going to be everywhere. And um, but they, they, you know, they got a little bit. They got enough pop. They've 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 certainly, you know, are are kind of a a young team, an energetic team. Um, but but the, the pitching I, the pitching is what's going to do it. The I think pitching is going to be, be good. I, I'm a little worried about the schedule. I'm a little worried about the schedule. Yeah, they because... drew. They had a tough draw with the NL East. The NL East is not. Right. You know, not to their advantage, but but not to be fair. Everybody else is playing those. Yeah, everybody right. else is playing those guys. That's too, right. right. Exactly. That's right. So, uh, but it may make it. I mean, it may may becoming a wild card team a little bit more difficult because if you're going to stick, yes, because now you now you're dealing with other teams like Cleveland and Minnesota. Right. Uh, you know, it might battle. But come out on, the Central, Cleveland but, and Minnesota aren't winning the World Series. Are we right? Am I right about that? Because they're Cleveland so. and Minnesota. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, Minnesota's going to go to New York and lose to the Yankees in the playoffs. <laughs> that's what that's, they do. That's true. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just you know, where I this is. I was, you know, I was admit, I lived in Minnesota for three years, right? And I remember right. um, one of the first years I was there, they made the playoffs. The Twins did for the first time in a long time, like maybe even since the World Series days. Uh, back in the in the uh, early nineties, Kirby Puckett days, yeah, the, exactly. Ken Herbeck days, exactly. Gary Gaetti, those guys, and yeah. uh, and so it was a really big deal that Get Twins it. and the people were going crazy. And I, I went to a few Twin games. The Metrodome was awful, by the way. But oh it was, God, you know it was worse than the Trump. But it was still it was the Twins, and it was fun to go to the games. And so you know the paper planned this big. I worked for the Star Tribune, and we this big special section, and the whole city was just crazy for the playoffs. And they played the Yankees, and it was one of those deals where they played like a, like a night game, and then the next day played a day game. <laughs> it was a best saying. of three. It was a best of five, and they, in a span of about eighteen hours, they got outscored like twenty-two to four, and it was like that's it, series over. Like they had one more game left, but it was like you've never seen the air let out of a balloon as quickly. In fact, they were down 0-2 before anybody played their first game. I it was like I the first, yeah, the first pitch of the game, and all of a sudden you looked up in the corner of the box on a TV and it says Yankees lead 2-0. <laughs> it really truly is like every year they go to New York and they get beat. But was, um, was, yeah, but, but you never know. I mean, you know, they. I mean, there was a time when the Bucks season always died in Philadelphia, and then lo and right. behold, that they would man, John Gruden showed up, and then it was all over. But the. Uh, no, I look. I like the Rays too, uh, and I I thought going coming in the last season, mm-hmm. I looking back at at how close they came to competing with the Astros or to winning that series against the Astros. Yeah, they just ultimately look. They ran. They couldn't keep up with the pitching. The Astros just ran too many good pitchers out there, and it got to a game five, and they had yeah. to run into Garrett Cole again, and they and they couldn't beat him. But I thought at the time, remember Blake Snell wasn't totally totally Blake Snell in that playoffs last year. And Glassnow was still a young kid, and I really felt though with a with a full tank pitching staff, Glassnow, Morton, and and uh, Snell, they might have taken them. They might have taken them. They might have taken yeah. the Astros, and if they got by the Astros, I mean, look, the Astros went to Game Seven of the World Series, right? So, or or if if the Astros hadn't cheated in Game in Game Five against Tyler Glassnow, yeah, I mean, suppose he was the drum his pitches because the first six guys just happened to get on, you know, they're yeah, sitting pushing on, them, yeah. Jumping yeah, on I mean, every pitch and laying off. Guy throws a hundred and ten, but you know the curveball is coming. Okay, right. And they said, "Well, he was tipping his pitches." Yeah, and so was the guy, you know, buzzing, 
<laughs> the dude's sleeve or whatever, you know. You know, that's the, or, the thing that I, I think I'm most disappointed about, Rick, about baseball coming back and there being no fans is I think the Astros can't are going to yeah. get, get away with this. Yes. Are we going to – will we remember a year from now? I, yes. Will we have fans a year from now to be able to go to – in 2021, will we have fans in the stadium again? And if so, can we please remember those cheating – Jerks that we can and we're gonna we can't let them off the hook, right? That's the most. I was looking forward well, to that as much as anything this season of just just roasting will, will the baseball. Astros. Will the players forget about the Astros and what they did? Will they still, you know, is the first pitch on opening day wherever the Astros are playing? Is it at Altuve's head? Is it behind his ear? That's what I want to know because I think I don't think baseball players are going to forget whether there's any fans in the stands or anything else. Yeah, I, you might be right, Rick. It just seems like like everything that has happened over the last few months is – I think people are just going to be glad to be back. I don't I, know that they're – I don't know. It just feels like any vitriol that was directed at the Astros has died down. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe when they get back out there, people will feel differently about it. But I wonder, too, if like the crowd – and this is something, Rick, we've talked about um, players and athletes and how they get jacked up by the crowd. I mean – I think if a guy comes up to the plate and he gets booed and the crowd's into it and it's loud, like eggs him on. Yeah. It eggs him on, yeah. And then uh, there's this sense of if everything's quiet, it feels like an inner squad game or a pickup game or an intramural game that maybe guys are. Eh. You make a good point. Okay, so if I'm used to playing at Fenway Park where they hit it wicked far mm-hmm. and the Green Monster and all that, and the atmosphere is a big part of their of their mojo, right? Or sure. Yankee Stadium, and it's empty, and no yeah. one's there, versus the mausoleum that is the trap on most nights. Right. Who benefits from no fans? I mean, ultimately, you say, well, the most the best talent team. wins, yeah, right? The yeah. best talent wins, but I it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter, but I to 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 say that you know what I'm really interested, Rick, is less so maybe in baseball, maybe even less so in football. I think basketball is going to be a sport where, I mean, the fans are really on top of you. And although in football, too, look, we we go out to those, how many, how many Bucks practices have you sat out there and they try to simulate the crowd and the yeah. music slide and they have that, and it's almost yeah. like it's annoying when you're out there listening to it. Right. But it's something that the players deal with, and I just wonder if it's going to have a negative impact on athletes because I do think that the fans are a big part of, how They're the, a big part of the game. Get geared up, yeah. Yes, emotionally involved in the game. So, I, I do think that the it, the the crowd was there, sort of egging on the players and booing the Astros, and yeah, you know, there would be this sense of like, hey, maybe some stuff will break out here. Well, it's like the Coliseum in the Gladiator days, right? I mean, like you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe kill, kill, go, uh, kill yeah. go get him, kill the ump. But um, I just want to be sure that we're all going to remember when the time comes. That the Astros like we're not letting them off the hook, right? We're still gonna yeah, maybe we're still gonna year. let them have it this maybe year. This I think year. they're gonna go to, get away. But uh, well, so this is happening, right? This is happening. we're playing baseball. We're they're playing, playing baseball. baseball. That's that's the other thing I came away with this is saying that in in eight days, uh, baseball's back. Nine days, the Rays are playing the Toronto Blue Jays at the Trop. It's really gonna happen. And look, um, you know. I, Baseball is one of those sports. I, I don't know. Maybe it's it's you know the 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 object of the game is not to 
make contact with everybody. You are spaced out on the diamond, what have you. Um, it was weird today because we saw, um, you know, they, they had an umpire there and he was wearing a mask under his mask, which was, which was unique. Catcher did the same. I mean, it's different, right? I mean, it's, it's the whole, the whole game feels different. Like you see players out there even just, you know, taking ground balls and they're, they're, they're wearing, you know, masks and things like that to, to be safe. I think um, what what one player, Clint Frazier, I think from the Yankees, said he's yeah. going to wear a mask during the games. During the games, yeah, and I, I think you'll see some of that. Um, I, I don't know that I could do it, and it, it sounds good when you're in the 72 degree trop, but if you're outside in say Atlanta, you know, on a warm summer afternoon, I was outside uh, the other day. I'm trying to think what I was doing. I was, uh, uh, oh, you know what I was? I actually I, w- I went I played par three golf. Uh, last week on my, I was on vacation last week. Nice so municipal to, course. Yeah, so I went over to Mangrove, like in St. Pete, and they have a part Cypress, yeah. whatever it is. It's a th- part three, and I went over there. So you're hitting, you're hitting driver, 160 <laughs> yards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I used to do hole in one hotline in Pasco yes. County. Yeah, remember, and like people and would call and say, yeah. they'd be like, I got a hole in one, and you'd be like, really? Yeah, uh, executive course. Um, and they all talk like that, by the way. Yeah. Executive course. Par three, hundred and twenty-five yards, driver. <laughs> driver, yeah. <laughs> like, wow, really smoked it, huh? That's what. No, and that's what. <laughs> Off I, the I, ladies' tees. There was, <laughs> there was, there was one hole. It was pretty windy. I played last Friday. It was pretty windy, and uh, there was one. They have a couple of like, not, like legitimate par three holes. I mean, there's a couple of like eighty-yard holes. In yeah, yeah. Putts. But they have like a couple of like one eighty, one seventy-five. Yeah, one seventy-five, yeah. one eighty. And there was one. It was. It was into a pretty stiff breeze, and I'm like, "What's the what's the biggest club I have?" And I have I actually have this like hybrid, like four. Or five. Yeah, you go, and caught all of it, cranked it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, it looked great," oh, you know, and left it about thirty yards short. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. I should have pulled a driver. I should have hold on to go back to my car and get a driver. But anyway, so the point is that it was really hot that day. Played in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, and it was probably like ninety-two degrees, and I put that mask on, and I came home, and I, you know, was on my the passenger seat when I got home, and I picked it up, and it was sopping wet. I mean, it was so. So you played, you played golf with? I a didn't mask? play golf in it, no, but like I went in oh. to like uh, get a Gatorade afterwards, yeah, you know, oh, okay. or whatever. So I put it on after I had already been sweating and everything, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, at that point, you know, it's. But it just goes to show you, you're right. Like, I mean, these guys in a trop, it may not be too bad. But if you're playing outside and it's 90 degrees in Atlanta or Kansas City or whatever, um, St. Louis. Takes some getting used to. This time yeah. Of year. yeah, to wear a mask that, I don't know, it's going to. I mean, I'm a wimp. I, I wore it for, you know, five hours inside a 72-degree dome and occasionally had to, you know, pull it down over my nose just to take a breath of fresh air and then go quickly back over it. But, um, but yeah, that all that happened. And, look, at the end of the day, I mean, injuries are going to be a big part of this thing, right? I mean, you can't have, say, Blake Snell slipping in the shower um, or whatever the hell he did. That was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Was that last year? I can't remember. That? I remember when that was, was last I think year. It was a couple. It, what, that, was that was last year? Yeah, the year before he won the Cy Young. Last year he broke his That's toe. That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he slipped in the shower. You ever had? I mean, did you cover teams that had weird sports injuries like that? I mean, I know Mark Tompkin has written about yeah. this after Snell slipped in the shower and dropped something. And on he his was toe moving or... furniture and dropped something on his toe. Oh, so he wasn't in the shower. I think he had just gotten out and he was moving like some heavy. 
ceramic or uh, sure because the first thing I do after I grab a towel, <laughs> I try to grip the heaviest thing I can find on a wet so towel. So you're supposed floor. to move the furniture and then take a shower. That's how it works, <laughs> not the other way. No wonder he got That's right. <laughs> got a little backwards there. This was okay. So maybe he had a shower beer. Maybe he had a shower beer. You ever had a shower beer? Are you are you a shower beer guy, Tom? No. What is that? No. Drink a beer in the you, shower? You never, come on. You've I'm never serious. had a shower beer? No. Yeah, you'd bring a beer in the shower. You sit there, you shower, you drink a beer. And, never really? did that. Real? No. No? That's awesome. Steve, like, what about you? Shower beer? Had a oh, beer. absolutely. Everybody's wow. had a shower beer. I'm After you like mow that. the lawn? Oh, dude, there's nothing like it. <laughs> I'm not a big pool, like drink a beer in the pool guy. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. but everybody does that. That's, 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 that's what pools cool. are made for. But, but no, like you're hot and you're kind of like, or you're going out and you're getting ready and you're like, you know, I want a nice cold beer in the shower here. Wow. You, know, you got to put it someplace where you don't get like shampoo and soap in it because that's yeah, not yeah. good. But like, you know, just, you know, a little shower beer. I'm going to do that. That's my next thing. I've not everybody done does it. Not, it's, well, I know some people think it's just stupid. What I don't do, think it's but, stupid. I'd never, I'm disappointed I never thought of it. Yeah, no. It's, or never tried it. I, living Look, in Florida, weird I'm injuries. shocked too. Weird injuries. Yeah, I'm, tr- yeah. I'm trying to think now. You cover like, a team that had guys that uh, that that did things you couldn't believe, uh, and maybe the they only, didn't. Maybe it was unbelievable. The only thing that I this was not really an injury it was a, it was an illness. So there was a couple years ago, well, more than a couple years ago. This was probably fifteen years ago. Carl Crawford was a young guy playing for the Rays. I was covered. I was helping Mark Topkin cover the Rays, and he. Uh, it was right before the game. They're like, uh, you know, tension press box. Uh, Carl Crawford has been scratched in the lineup with a stomach virus. Uh, He's day to day or whatever, and so the next day he was able to play. And so we went. Out, I went up to him. I was like, "Hey, man, how you feeling?" He's like, "Oh, good now, man." And I was like, uh, "What happened, man? Was it like just a stomach bug?" He goes, "Yeah, I guess it was like one of those twenty-four hour stomach bugs or something." Because you start throwing up. I said, "Did you eat anything funny yesterday or what?" He goes, "No, no, just you know." I, on the way into the game, I stopped at uh, you know that gas station up on uh, 9th Street there. It's like a private. It's like Joe's gas station. Or I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know where you mean." He's like, yeah, I got a sausage biscuit out of there. Other than that, I was. Oh, my like, God. You ate a sausage biscuit from like Joe's gas station? You got food poisoning, bro. <laughs> you got food poisoning. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, <laughs> really? Did you, did you throw up? You feel like you were going to die? Yeah. Okay, you had food poisoning. So that was the only, that was the only <laughs> like goofy injury or like sort of like. Did you eat anything you? unusual? How no, about you? Did from you? Joe's crew. I don't. I, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I'm sure that, that there's been dudes that have uh, that have done things to, you know, turn their neck or you know pinch this or that. I mean, certainly I've done it. Just vacuuming out the car one time, I pulled my back out. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I can Is remember. More pathetic when you like. I actually got hurt in the shower. Like I've been hurt in the shower a couple of times where I'm scrubbing my face so hard and my with no beer my, though. I mean, this, no, with no beer. But you yeah. scrub your face so hard and you're going up and down, up and down, up and down, and then my little finger gets caught in my nostril and I give myself like a COVID nineteen <laughs> test with my little finger. Well, I've done it and I go. It's a sudden big nostril. <laughs> it is. You've seen me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, no, I've not done that. Um, I've uh, I've gone down the stairs and caught my hand on the banister. You know where they have the you know every now and then there's the screw that goes into the wall, yeah. and you're kind of coming down a little I hate too when fast. That happens. Hey, when that happens, it's like the old SNL skit, right? Yeah, have a rug, have a uh, ball pin hammer, right? ball pin hammer, and I pound it into my what, what do they call that? A crochet? It's a yeah, drum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate when that happens. Yeah, um, I've read about. I mean, I probably read more like Brian Greasy, who played for the Bucks, but at this time he did not. He was with the Denver Broncos. Remember, he was the guy who tripped over his dog 
down the stairs, right? Who hasn't? Right. Um, See, I was thinking, and I'm not, I'm not accusing Brian Greasy of anything. And I no, but there were some suspicions because that was kind of back in the day. Because I've heard of a bunch of guys. I've heard of hockey players. I did hear of a hockey player once who, oh, he slipped on the sidewalk. It was icy. Yeah, he mm. slipped on the sidewalk because he was coming out of a bar. He's hammered. Yeah, he was hammered. He slipped. And right. He was, uh, right. So every time I hear like, didn't uh, Bill Clinton do that at Greg Norman's house one day? Is that yeah? Isn't that a knows? famous one? That might have been. Remember once, like Jeff Kent, they said he got hurt, like he was washing his monster truck or something like that, and he slipped. <laughs> that's the, now that was the best He's story. Got he a came, monster that's truck. The, apparently, that's the story he came up with. <laughs> but later, it was found out he was like popping wheelies on a hot rod or something like that, and fell off his bike. I, I think it was see Jeff him Kent. rolling into Pack. What is what at that time was Pack Bell? Like I'm late. And I can't wait for the traffic. I know. I'm just going to take my monster truck and roll over the parking lot. Well, that's, I mean, that was the excuse he I came can up with. Imagine, like, like uh, I got to think of an excuse better than popping wheelies. <laughs> and if you, when you came up, it's, I know, I fell off my monster truck. Like, what about hockey players? I mean, they, they, I mean they're, they're in a dangerous sport. They get hurt all the time anyway. Well, you ever know I, like, a hockey player get hurt off the ice? Because on the, the ice, ice, on the ice, you, you know, you can knock their all their teeth out, and they're still playing. No, I so, mean, yeah, I mean, I saw. I was at a practice one time with Marty St. Louis. They were working on like tip tip drills or something like that, and somehow he caught a puck on his finger, mm. and um, and it like hit the outside of his finger. He's wearing gloves, but it, but yeah. where he was holding a stick, so basically it was like pinched it, pinched it bad. Yeah. Enough that the nail ripped off oh. and split his finger open. And he came off and he pulled his glove off and there was just blood everywhere. Oh. And they had, and it was one of the things where they, they removed the finger bed and had to stitch it underneath his finger bed. Ah. And they said, yeah, he's probably going to be out about three weeks. Three uh, weeks. And he played, he missed, uh, I think he was out three days, four days, two days. What? Missed one game. I think he missed one game. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Those guys. Those First guys of all, crazy. I mean, when you see, like, if chiclets are knocked out of my head, whatever yeah. I'm doing, I'm not doing for about six months. Exactly. I can just tell you that right now. They, you know, it's just, it's not happening. And these guys take sticks and, and pucks. They miss and, a shift. They miss, like, a yeah, shift. Unbelievable. If they get teeth knocked out. So what would it take for a hockey player, then, to do something off the ice that would hurt him so bad? You'd have to be uh, really coming in a bad out of bar at three a.m. and maybe your ankle and cracking it and breaking it. But I mean, uh, we were like, I didn't Mark Mark Topkin wrote a uh, a story yeah, a couple years ago about after the Snell injury, yeah, about players and getting hurt. And I remember one of the ones he mentioned was Car- another one, Carl Crawford, got mm-hmm. hurt um, trying to avoid Char- Chuck Lamar's son Charlie, who was a nice, oh, who was wow. good. My son played baseball against Charlie Lamar. He was, he was a nice ball player, Charlie, and right. uh, and basically trying to avoid him. In the outfield, they were shagging flies, and you know, before a game, and uh, I think he rolled his ankle. Um, that was one, and there was another one where Luke Scott. Remember Luke Scott? Remember that dude? That guy yeah, was man, Luke, half Luke crazy, Scott but a good, like in a good way, like in a, crazy, in a, a fun, way. crazy way. Like yeah. wasn't he the guy nice with guy. the with like the boar's head in the locker or the clubhouse yes. or something like that? Yes, that's true. He's a boar's true. head guy, right? That's right. Well, he he got on this water kick where he was drinking like a ton of water. Like more water than you can possibly. I knew somebody drink. at work at our work that did that one time. Really, that's another story. Yeah, well, lost, this person hundred pounds. Well, he this. I think he ended up pulling a calf muscle because there was something like he drank too much water. Like you can do that, Luke Scott. Drink, uh, yeah, you yeah. can. Uh, was it alkaline or something, something like that? Something like or? that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy, but um, 
So those are some like now we've heard other stories too. I think David Price was toweling off one time and like pulled a neck muscle because his towel <laughs> caught on his head. That's vigorous toweling off. That's vigorous toweling right there. Yeah. Yeah. You you just want to kind of pat and go. You don't really want to like yeah. rip your neck down right. too hard. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's uh, But barring some kind of injury, you know what I mean? Barring, barring I mean, and guys get hurt all the time, obviously. You know, if you did Tommy John's and the, you know, the shoulders. And it seems like, seems like pitchers are, you know, more prone to that a lot of times just because of the overuse injuries and things. Um, but pitching is their strength and, you know, they can't lose a Blake Snell. They can't lose a Charlie Morton or even a Tyler Glass now, but assuming the bulk of those guys stay healthy and, and pick pitch most of their innings, um, I really think they're going to be dominant again, like, you know, bullpen. Well, there's another and... possibility here, Rick, that we haven't really talked about. And I, and I don't know exactly how this is going to be handled is what it, and this, I think, applies to guys who are key players. I mean, what if you get a guy like Willie Adamas? Or not so much Willie Adamas. With I'm thinking COVID? more. Yeah. Like like now, Chapman for the Yankees, he has it now, apparently, right? He tested positive. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you had – that's a guy that who's a closer. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a 60-game season, two weeks out of a 60-game season. Yeah, you, you blow, you're, you you're blow missing, four leads. Yeah. yeah, you're missing 10 games there. And then maybe right. you can – it's like going on a DL for one stint on a DL – it's yeah. like an injury, but at the same time, um, you know, would like a key player, whether maybe it's a key offensive player on your team, you know, yeah, Aaron 15 Judge, day DL is a, is a fourth of the season. Yeah. That's a long time, even if it's right. just a regular injury or whatever. So, right. but, but COVID, I mean, that could play, could play a role in all this. Or if you say you get like, what if you get like through, say, God forbid, Blake Snell and Charlie Morton and Tyler Glass now all get it at the same time. Now you got to go two weeks without those guys I mean, at all. Yeah, no, it could happen, and that's and that's why you're going to carry you know so many pitchers, and and then you have the taxi squads or whatever the hell they're calling them that that right. are working out in Port Charlotte and going. You know, some will go on the road with these guys. I mean, it's very confusing to me, um, sort of without the minor leagues, how they're going to you know build this depth. But they they have depth throughout the organization, and that that's usually been their strength when there's 162 games sure. because they and we've said this before on the podcast like. You know, one through eleven, they're not as good as the Yankees. They're just not, right? Right, and they may not be as good as the Red Sox, but one through forty-five or fifty, eleven through fifty, they're better. You know what I mean? They're way right. better. So, but that same depth could could be tested, right? I mean, Aaron Judge last year at the beginning of the season, what he missed a ton of games, right? So you get a, a key player like that hurt on one of those teams, it could happen to the Rays too. But a key player like that, they rely so heavily on on their production that maybe that changes the, the entire balance of power in, in in a division for sixty games. Um, you can't sustain it. So, and again, you know the Rays. I mean, they need their they need their guys, right? I mean, you need your guys. You always want your best players. Um, but like I said, if you look at this lineup, 
tell me tell me who's the everyday guys in this lineup. I mean, there's so many right. moving pieces and and depth and parts um, that they really might. But you know, and, and Joe Madden has said this is that really the team that sticks together, and this is true about football. I've been thinking a lot about this with respect to all these COVID rules and how you know players they're they're gonna you know in baseball they're gonna go home, but then you can't you know you gotta stay in your own little family bubble, right? Like you're not you're not like the NBA where you're um, over in Orlando or the NHL and that kind of thing, but you you can't you know you can't risk going outside your family. Um, and I think the team that's, that that weathers that temptation, because it's going to come, Tom. You've been on the road with these guys. I mean, you're a 23, 25, 24-year-old single dude with lots of family in New York City, mm-hmm. right? And you go in there, and you got a bunch of people saying, we're going to dinner, right? Like, no, right. I can't. I can't. Oh, come on, man. You know? Like, there's going to be pressure, and it's just the, the, just the natural rhythm of – of baseball and guys wanting to, you know, have their favorite crab cakes in Baltimore, you know, or. Well, and the thing is, I, I think is, well, it's two things. One, I think you have to just to really try to convince the players that look, what we're doing is good for the sport. Like this is mm-hmm. really, this is really important for the sport that we do this right. And it's good for the country in a way. Um, but my fear would be that if teams fall out of it, I mean, at, at, at some point, thirty games in, there's you know, they're going to be. A you bunch know, you of have no who, shot. Who, yeah, right. the Pittsburgh Pirates are like you're ten and twenty. You're, you're done. ten and twenty, and you're already fifteen games out with forty games left. You're done. Yeah, those teams now. Now at that point, you'd be like, I don't care. What am I? What do I care? And do players so what, opt out? Do players just say at that point, you know what? I, I don't. I'm not going to risk either playing opt out or they just don't care at that point. You know, they're, yeah. they're young and healthy, yeah. and they think, well, okay, big deal if I get. Yeah, if I get, if it, I get COVID so now. Good for me. I got 14 days off. Yeah, shut it down. So, right. um, so that I think there is that fear right there. But you know, I'm telling you, Rick, I, I'm really looking forward. I, I still think this is crazy that we're playing sports. I, I'm still one of the ones like I don't think this is a great idea. But if we are going to do it, go for it. I'm all, I'll watch it. I'm all in on it as far as watching it. If we're going to do it, and then hopefully we'll do it right. But. I'm less interested in hockey and basketball because those seasons started and then they went away and now yeah. and he, now it feels like a tournament. It feels like a gimmick tournament. It just feels like this doesn't feel like and I know it's wrong and people are trying to convince like, oh, this championship is actually harder to win. Eh, I don't feel that way. I feel like it's a weird but baseball hadn't started really. Yeah, we had right. spring training, but the season hadn't started. So I'm more looking forward, I'm more fired up about baseball if we do baseball than I am hockey or Basketball, even though we got a we have a hockey team in town that has a chance to win it all. But if they win a Stanley Cup and they can't have a parade, um, and they can't do anything, frankly, frankly, can't drink out of it. Um, how about that, by the way? Yeah. Uh, no handshakes too. Are we gonna? Oh, yeah, the yeah, greatest the tradition in And now the greatest tradition. Uh, <laughs> no, they're not going to do it this time. Okay, they're going to wave at each other as they pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, the is Zoom it, call. Imagine if you're the losing team. Like, hey guys, you got to get on a Zoom call and congratulate the other team. <laughs> That's right. Are are you? Are, are, I mean, wouldn't would you consider this um, as good or maybe better than what winning a Stanley Cup would normally be? Because they still. No. Why? No, it just doesn't feel like it's a. Because like four a months is crime. called the off season. Yeah, they've been gone for four months, and you're going to come back, and you're going to play a. It feels like just a tournament. We're just going to play a tournament, and yeah, you won the tournament. But they're on their way. I mean, they and did they earn their way. way yeah, there. no one's going to like like back into it. I mean, whoever wins, it's going to deserve to win it. 
But they're but, on their way to play it for, for starting. Everybody's in it, right? No, true. But, I mean, it's it just feels like it's, I don't know, the fact that they started and stopped. I mean, what's weird, too, it's like I don't remember who's good. Like, who's good? <laughs> same like, teams are always the good. Same teams, I guess, but it's like, okay, yeah, the, the Lightning and Boston and Toronto. But I forget, like, and this is partly on me, but it's been so long now, but it's like I've – is Columbus any good? I don't remember. <laughs> is Carolina were they good or no? I don't know. You have to like look up the standings again. Like that's right. Nashville were they? Was Nashville like are they a contender or no? Not really. Like I don't remember. So well, I'll tell you what. What was sobering to me was they went through four months and they came back to practice and Steven Stamkos is is hurt again. What the hell? What did you <laughs> I mean, do, man? You got better, but it was so long. That they missed the window, and now you're hurt again because you get hurt every so often. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't get the season started, and now you're hurt again. That I mean, was really? literally one of those moments where I'm like looking at the ticker or something like that, or Twitter, or whatever. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's right. They didn't even play a game, and the guy Nothing. got hurt again. Yeah. And it's again, yeah. it's like vague. Like, yeah, lower body. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he did. Exactly. Yeah, See, so, he stepped out of the shower and tried to move something. That's what I'm telling you. He was popping willies on his monster truck. I, I think it was the jet skis. My, oh, my yeah, personal, that commercial that they're doing. Yes. Yeah. My personal thing is that they were probably, you know, somebody got a little too close and somebody got knocked off a jet ski or hit it, you know, ran aground. Right. Those things happen. So. I just, it maybe it's, it was the lightning's way of saying, hey, we're just going to keep this fair. We're going to pick it up where we left off. Stammer's <laughs> out for two That's to right. four weeks. That's right. Okay, you're out. He might be back for the second round of the playoffs if they make right. it that far. Victor Hedman's going to play, but he's not himself. He's just right. not himself. He's I wonder, else. too, I don't, and I don't know what kind of effect this will have, Rick, but the big thing we were waiting on, right, was to find out could the Lightning get through the first round of the playoffs? Could they, right. win, a, could they win a game? I wonder if that whole sort of idea of playoff pressure sort of gets taken away because now it seems like everybody's on an even, on an even plane. I don't know. You're the one that told me that that none of the regular season mattered and that nothing matters again until the Lightning win a, like, win a playoff. But it series. feels like we already had a season that there was no champion, and now we're starting another season. Yeah. So it feels it doesn't even feel like it's part of this of twenty of no. It feels like 2019, next year. 2020, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I I guarantee you that uh, if you get your name engraved on that cup, it'll feel real. You right. know. Well, yes. I don't. I mean, it's hard to remember what years baseball had strikes or what years football had strikes when you look back. And and I mean, at the end of the day, you're still going to have to play hockey, winning hockey, beat a bunch of teams, get the hell knocked out of you, and you're going to be beaten and bloodied and holding up something, right? So it's not going to be an easy route. I mean, it's not like you can, you know, you did have four weeks off, right? It's um, not like you four months immediately off immediately to yeah to the, to the finals. You still so it's have not to go, that kind of grind, still but it's still going to still going to be a yeah. You still got to win sixteen and then and then some to uh, to to map out the seating. So right. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the Lightning will do. Look, all three. You're, teams so you're not guaranteeing yes. them. You're all in on the I, race. No, you're not going to guarantee no. a Lightning. I got no feel. I have no feel for hockey. I, That's I just, what I'm I saying. I can't. I don't remember what happened. I can't predict. Well, no, even if I knew what happened. Like, I went to those games last year, and the Lightning were up 3-1 to one in Game 2. and Or was it Game 1? I can't game remember. Game 1. Three game nothing. 1. They're up 3-1 to one in Game 1. And, like, I went to get a Coke, I think, and came back, and they had lost. Like, 
It was like how I was did, watching that game. I went up to get a Coke, and I came back, and the series was over. It's, yeah, it, that was one of those like Minnesota Twins like things where like they're before anyone played, they're down two zero and 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 fighting to stay you know stave off a sweep that they couldn't do. It was um, one of those things, Rick, where you almost want to say, "Can we please start this over? This doesn't count." Right. right? Well, this is a, right. This is a mulligan. Yeah, give right. me the mulligan now. And if we start over, we'll win. <laughs> right. Ten out of ten times. Right. But some something just kind of slipped away there at a three-one deficit, and then or lead, and then and then it was over, and I mean really over. So maybe it's good that that's not so fresh in their minds because it I'm happened yeah, more than good. a year ago. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, maybe that's maybe that's to their advantage. And I just go in there and you know, hey, let's win sixteen. Right. But um, but yeah, I'm not not quite sure what to expect there. But the race, I don't know, man. All it took was one trip to the ball yard. See Tyler Glasnow <laughs> dealing. You know, you saw just, him striking out Kevin Kiermaier once, and you're like, oh, okay, they're all in on. Nah, it. it was actually like um, Daniel Robertson, <laughs> something like that. Okay, maybe I should pump the brakes a little bit here. Perez well, did you. have a double off him but i mean you know three and a third one hit one walk four strikeouts that will go down as the greatest trade in oh, oh you forgot gosh. to mention like who's an everyday player austin meadows is an everyday player yeah yeah who's but, still out by the way yeah oh that's true probably but has covid yeah. it's um but that that will go down as the greatest trade in, 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 in and chris in archer poor chris archer by the way oh he could gosh. be done right yeah they're they're just and in Pittsburgh, I know I have buddies back there. They're just they're killing them. They're killing them. They're just yeah. killing him and killing that trade. And terrible deal. It was terrible. And deal. I, you know what? And here's the thing: we, the people in Tampa Bay, we knew it was a terrible deal for the Pirates the minute it was made. No, that's true. They're like enjoyed I, that, and with all due respect, the Chris, because my my best friend up there is like, "Hey, so Chris Archer, what do you think?" I'm like, "Get used to this line: five and two thirds, <laughs> nine hits, yeah, five runs, four of them earned." Yep. Eight strikeouts, four walks. Yeah. 120 pitches. <laughs> a lot of pitches. Six yep. innings, five and two thirds. Five and two six thirds, innings. nine hits, six walks. That's it. Same line every game. I saw him pitch his best game. He pitched all year against the Cubs, and he was up one to nothing. And In Chicago, at Wrigley, right? You're at the at game. Wrigley. I remember he, this. I mean, he pitched his rear end off, and somebody got on, and somebody hit a home run. And he walked off the mound losing two to one, and they went on to lose like six to one or something, six to two. But it was like he completely was dominant. Like he had like eleven strikeouts in four innings or something. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden you look up, it's like, wait, he just hung a curveball to, and now it's, oh my god, it's such a Chris Archer line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that was his greatest. That was probably his best game of the year that he pitched for Pittsburgh that day. Sure. I always thought um, the thing with Chris Archer was that if he was your number three, mm-hmm. that would have been great. But there were when you when you were counting on him to be your ace, yeah, it was he was probably a little bit out of his element at that point. He wasn't ace; he was a number. He was a good number three. Or and number I always two, thought like he later in his career, I always thought if he could still throw hard, he'd have a chance to go to the bullpen and be really right. successful. And just let it go, you know, just throw nine, you know, the ninth inning or something. But right. we'll see. Hopefully, throw it comes fastballs back. and changeups, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'll try the Chower beer. Good to, yeah. good to uh, have you back on the show. What do we got going on at Pointer, P-O-Y-N-T-E-R.org? Oh, There's wow, n- the It's big... a nutso uh, political season right now. 
It is, and we're getting ready, you know, obviously to head into conventions here pretty soon. I guess we're going to do try those. But, um, yeah, big big story today on Pointer.org. Check it out in my newsletter. A uh, a sort of conservative column, opinion writer for the New York Times resigned and wrote a 1,500-word resignation letter to the publisher, A.G. Salzberger, just wow. skewering the Times. Mm. It's, uh, so you can actually read it, the, the letter. It's up on the website, but... Um, that's that's what's been keeping me busy the last check years. out Tom Jones and his daily newsletter on pointer.org. Tommy, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. My thanks to Tom Jones. Always good to talk to him. And folks, guess what? Tomorrow on the podcast, he's going to be back and better than ever. For Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>